Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Liam Schneider and I am joined by Zach McCool tonight. No Graham tonight, unfortunately. So he just hey. had to deal with some family <laughs> issues, but uh, hopefully we'll see Graham again next week. But excited to have Zach here again tonight. So uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll just jump into some news here right away. There's not much to talk about uh, above what we spoke on yesterday. Um, one one interesting thing I don't know if you saw uh, Zach was uh, did you see the whole Aaron Rodgers toe thing? Yeah, I did. With I, McAfee and yeah. I was just like, man, what what's what other strange thing are you gonna do this year? You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's one piece of news. Something to monitor. I, it sounds like he was playing with it last week, so it might not be really that big of an issue. Um, the looks... funny thing with Aaron Rodgers is I always feel like he tries to play everything up. Yeah. And he really did sound like he was trying to make it sound like. Like I know he's in a lot of pain with what he's going through, but he's he still seems like he takes it that extra step to to t- tell us all how tough he is <laughs> playing through the injury. It's like please forget about everything I did with uh, COVID and just uh, just yeah. uh, look at my toe. Yeah, totally. Um, Antonio Brown he is going to return next week against the Falcons, so it so he's not playing this week. Kamara has been ruled out. Um, Tony Jones. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Uh, Philip Lindsay got claimed by the Dolphins, so not the not the Titans. That uh, I thought that's where he was going to end up. Me too. Um, it, Lamar's back at practice. Uh, CD has completed the fifth step of the concussion protocol, and the Browns have designated Kareem Hunt and Jack Conklin uh, Jack Conklin to return, uh, like eligible to return from IR. So that's good for their offense. I think that honestly boosts. And what their offense is is just a run game essentially. So, all right. Did you have anything to add for news, or should we end? No, the no. I think uh, no. I think you touched on everything. There, it's great. Perfect. All right. So let's uh, let's start with uh, the first matchup is going to be, I believe, it's Tampa Bay and Indy. Yeah. So it's Tampa Bay and Indy. So look at the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Indy's allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback the 32nd most points to the running back, the fourth most points to the wide receiver, the sixth most points to the tight end, and the third most uh, the third most reception uh, receiving yards to the tight end. Uh, on the Tampa side of the ball, like the, the obvious ones that you're playing, like you're playing Brady, regardless of the terrible matchup, you're probably putting Fournette in your lineup if you have him. Um, you're also, you're starting Evans and Godwin. The one thing I am concerned about Evans is he did go out at the end, towards the end of the game last week with a hamstring injury. So I, there's been nothing on it this week. He, could... he uh, did you see today though? Yeah, he was limited with the, or he, I don't think he practiced. He had back tightness or something they had it listed as. It was back tightness today? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't reaching for his back when he went down. No, that. no, he he was staring at his foot and he was staring at his leg or something. But yeah, it was something else. So um that's something obviously to monitor. Um Gronk, I mean, he did play last week. He was effective for the the, the obvious lacking tight end scape, uh, landscape. So I mean it's it's a it's a pretty good matchup to put Gronk in as well. Um and just obviously with the baseline of the receiving errors, the tight end allowed by Indy, Gronk's Gronk's a good start. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd I'd be starting. I'm, well, I am starting Gronk in one league, but I I'd be starting Gronk over most of the names on the board this week, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, I I mean, I I don't 
No, it Brait seemed to be kind of involved last week, and I'm hoping that that's mostly just an issue with they wanted to slowly bring Gronk back in to just the offense. So yeah. I, I, I don't expect him to be involved too much this week, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, this whole uh, this whole game is just a running back nightmare. <laughs> it is. But hey, last week was a running back nightmare for Indy. So and yeah, no, that's a good point. It wasn't supposed to. I he's some sort of superhuman. He's yeah. the next Ladanian Tomlinson, apparently. It's but that, uh, it's that offensive line. That offensive. Yeah, line you know what great. though? The amount of coverage watching uh, Red Zone and watching DAZN, the amount of coverage they gave to Jonathan Taylor, was just. It made me hate the guy. It really did. I mean, mainly because I traded him this year, but oh, okay. uh, also because it was insane. They Every time they had a moment to show a, any clip from any game, it was just nothing but Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and I think he did was amazing, but it was still like, all right, <laughs> we get it. He's he's wonderful. Well, I mean, especially when like several of them were two, at least three, like at least two of them, possibly even three were, we're talking inside the 10. So when yeah. it comes down to that, it's, it is completely it. It's a team, like team success. Like it's that offensive line pushing. So, anyways, yeah, let's, no, let's yes. move. We're talking about the indie side of the ball, so we may as well move to the indie side of the ball. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay is allowing the twenty-first most points to the tight end, thirtieth most points to the running back, twentieth most points to the wide receiver, and fourteenth most points to the tight end. I'm not looking to start Wentz. Taylor, if you got him, you're starting him. If you've got Hines, I don't think this is a week where you can comfortably put him in your lineup. Um, Pittman, you're putting him in. He's he's a good start. The Tampa Bay secondary has shown that they are not very good against the wide receiver. They have made improvements, but the uh, I mean they got uh, Murphy Bunting back last week, yeah, which helped. But uh, the rest of that secondary is still hurting too. So um, yeah, Murphy Bunting looked pretty. He looked pretty active and he looked pretty good last week. But um, or on uh, Sunday night, yeah, I guess last week. But he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, they're, they're still a bit leaky at the, for wide receivers. So I, I think it's hard to not, not put Pittman out there. He, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people got burned last week, but uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's a safe start, but uh, I think tight ends probably the best matchup there, but I, I'm not touching uh, Gigantor there. Mo Ali Cox on this one. Yeah. I'm not touching Doyle either. Like, there's just, no. there's, there's not enough there for tight ends. All right. Well, no, let's... they're not using them at all. No, they're not. I, I thought they would have because Carson Wentz has been known to use the tight end previously, yeah. but uh, apparently that's not something that Reich really brought over with him. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go on to the next matchup, which is Carolina against Miami. Miami is so looking at the Carolina side of the ball. Miami is allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback, twenty-second most points to the running back, third most points to the wide receiver and 13th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the most pass yards, <laughs> the second most receiving yards to the wide receiver, and the fifth most receiving yards to the tight end. It's funny. Wasn't wasn't Miami's defense supposed to be good this year? That was a, that was a thing. They've had one good game this year when they played Baltimore. I know. I drafted them in one league. Like they were supposed, That defense was supposed to be a heck of a lot better than it's been, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, even though Carolina's offense, you, you know, they don't, they don't put up a ton of points. Cam looked great. And there's no denying that. Um, he looks like a top 10 fantasy quarterback and, uh, five this week. You're what I'm calling five this week again. Yeah. 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 And I, I can't really argue, you know, he looked great. Like even on that uh, touchdown run, like when he, when he scampered from, 
I don't know, just over 20 yards out, I think. Like, he looked spry. He looked fast. He looked faster than he did at any point last year. So yeah. maybe the time off was a good thing. I don't know. I um, I think the Giants are wishing they had a jumped on that early after watching Daniel Jones on Sunday night. Um, I bet you they're praying they had Cam right now. But, uh, yeah, great matchup for Moore. This is definitely a spot when you could flex Robbie Anderson. Um, I, I thought that last week, though. In yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Starting two wide receivers with Cam is yeah, is pretty dicey. Um, and considering he's going to throw a lot to, to McCaffrey too. So, I mean, you're playing CMC no matter what, which is actually the toughest spot, I guess, in this matchup But with Miami. But clearly McCaffrey's in the lineup. DJ Moore's in the lineup. Cam's in the lineup in one and two QB leagues. Um, congrats if you got him in a super flex or a two QB league. And he's a, a great secondary piece. Um, yeah, and a great matchup for the Carolina defense, too. I think this could be one when they do quite well. Yeah, I wanted to pick up the Carolina defense in almost every league I was in, and I missed out. So it's a little sad. But, uh, yeah, I can't – I there's not really anything I can add to any of the position players that you didn't say. So, I mean, I mean, other than the fact that I just I, – I, Robbie Anderson concerns me a bit just because – if anything, I was expecting him to show out last week in a much like against Washington. It was a much much better matchup for for the wide receiver. Not much. I mean, third to first, it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. But it, it's just they've been just hemorrhaging points to the wide receiver. So it just he he didn't show me anything there. And just watching replays, he didn't show me much either. So it's just it's a little concerning for Robbie Anderson for me. Yeah, I think Robbie is uh, is a sit most weeks. I guess, I guess all weeks. He yeah. didn't show up against the number one uh, spot. So, All right, let's look at the Miami side of the ball. Carolina is allowing you 28th most points to the quarterback, the 29th most points to the running back, the 28th most points to the wide receiver, and the 21st the most points to the tight end. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only one I – I mean, it's hard not to start Waddle. He's, yeah. he's looked great, uh, and he's looked great with Tua. Um, I believe I am flexing him in one league because he, I mean, he's a top 20 wide receiver in a lot of formats, but, uh, and he's play and he's streaking. So, um, you can play him, but I think it's, you gotta maybe temper expectations a bit. This is going to be a hard, hard game. And, uh, Gasicki, I still think is in play. Um, he's, uh, he's shown the volume and he's shown the, he's shown the skill and at, in the tight end landscape, uh, even against a tough defense, he's probably still in play for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more with you. Like, Yosiki is a talented tight end. So, I mean, I fully expect – I mean, I, I said this yesterday when I was talking to Graham. It's you get a zero from a tight end or you get you get less than five points from a tight end and it hurts you a lot less than getting less than five points from a running back or a wide receiver. So, Yeah, um, absolutely. And just with the talent that's there with Yosiki and the opportunity, it's it, – it, you're going to take it pretty much every time. So, All right, well, let's look at the next matchup, which is the Chargers versus the Broncos. Um, the Chargers are allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback. The ninth, Sorry, the Broncos, not the Broncos, Chargers. Broncos, yeah. <laughs> Looking at the Chargers side of the ball, the Broncos are allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, 19th most points to the running back, 16th most points to the wide receiver, and 31st most points to the tight end. You're gonna start. You're gonna start Herbert. You're gonna start Keenan Allen. You're probably starting Mike Williams because he had a pretty good week last week. You're starting Eckler because he was ab- like 
he was second to Jonathan Taylor in fantasy last week, and it's a half decent matchup. Like you're gonna start, you're gonna start Eckler. Outside of those four guys, I don't have any name that I feel comfortable with. No, I actually uh, fully agree with with everything you said there. Even Herbert, I'm, you know, he's he's been up and down this year. So he looked unbelievable this past week. He looked he looked like an absolute franchise star, but. He's had some down weeks, but I think, yeah, in most cases, you're not, don't overthink it. He's, uh, he, he's great. And uh, all the other guys you mentioned are all great as well. And the only one I, I, you know, temper expectations on is, is Mike Williams. He's uh he's a boomer bus guy. So as long as you go into your matchup, knowing that. He can and, win you uh, a week or he can absolutely kill your fantasy team. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get one of the two. He's not going to meet you in the middle. No. All right. Well, let's look at the Denver side of the ball. The Chargers are allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback, the fourth most points to the running back, the 31st most points to the wide receiver, the second most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the most rush yards to the running back. I think this is probably why it, it was a Graham's um, bold prediction this week. For yeah, I, I already said it wasn't. I already said it wasn't so bold, and it's looking less bold by the minute. Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, I, I mean, Javante and Melvin Gordon are both, I, I think, very good starts this week. Every time I've thought that, though, this year, the thing that's concerned me is it, it's just such a 50-50 split. I swear they're like, they just sit, they just sit on the sidelines and they're like, okay, you go, okay, you go, okay, you go, okay, you go. Like, it, they, yeah. it just, it's so, it's so frustrating because Williams is clearly the more talented out of the two. Like, his his yards per carry, what he's been doing. Like, every time you watch him, you're like, man, that guy looks really good. I just don't understand why they're like, hey, you know what, Melvin Gordon, we're going to we're gonna let you come in on third down a few times, just like, and then you can go find some other team to play for next year kind of thing. But uh, outside of Williams and Gordon, I am pretty much only looking at Fant because I don't want to play wide receiver roulette with this team. No, I mean, I'd, I'd like to argue on any of those points. The only thing I might say is, uh, is uh, Gordon look? Gordon doesn't look bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he looks bad. I just think he's. He, uh, I, think, I think he's doing enough. Williams. He really is doing enough. Maybe even more than enough to to kind of keep getting volume. But uh, yeah, you keep waiting for that shoe to drop, and eventually they're going to be like, okay, we because clearly Williams is the future. Everybody on the planet knows it. Yeah, including both Williams and Gordon. So it's just. Yeah, they just keep giving them the work, and Gordon keeps performing at a high enough level that they it's making it hard for them. But it does it is the mo- one of the most 50-50 splits I think we've ever seen, and uh, it does seem like they're honestly like calculating to make sure they only, they get, each get fifty percent of the touches. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Fans fans a really strong start this week, and uh, I I I don't trust that Denver receiving core in a lot of matchups personally. So definitely not in this one. Yeah, I think it's. To me, it, this isn't like I don't think this is us saying that Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick are bad. I think no. this is us saying that it's hard to tell which one's going to go off because Teddy Bridgewater is so unreliable. Like, yeah, it's it's almost the opposite problem. They're actually all pretty good. Yeah, and I think that causes even more of a problem. There's just uh, there's not enough spacing. And uh, they're all pretty talented, and they just gave Sutton a big contract, and they had just gave Patrick a big one, so it's kind of it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon either. No. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm, 
I, it, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I honestly, it just confuses me more who, like, if I had to pick one, I can't pick one. So, no. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Minnesota against San Francisco. Uh, San Fr- looking at the Minnesota side of the ball, San Francisco's aligning the 10th most points to the quarterback, the 17th most points to the running back, the 26th the most points to the wide receiver, the 25th most points to the tight end, and San Francisco is also allowing the most rush yards to the quarterback, but I don't think that's relevant in this situation. <laughs> Captain Kirk's not going to go rush for a hundo this week. Have yeah. you ever seen that guy run? Yeah, no, it's bad. Didn't you see Brady rush for 11 yards? On one I know. I st- Anything's I st- possible. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And then he got up just fired up, too. It was great. Anyways, uh, Kirk Cousins looks like an animal this year, though. He is playing. He is balling out. And uh, this is, yeah, I, I think you're starting him everywhere this week. And uh, he's almost looking like a like almost a matchup-proof guy that you're starting in most situations. I think his playoff schedule is a little rough, but... Um, uh, he, I don't see why you don't start him this week. And I mean, he, Dalvin cooks absolutely started every week as well. There's no question there. He's a great, um, Conklin, probably a matchup. I'd be looking elsewhere. Um, Thielen got some looks last week. Uh, yeah, I don't love Conklin this week. That's probably one of the big ones. Uh, Jefferson's an every week start. I know it's not a great matchup, but I really don't care. Uh, Jefferson is unreal. <laughs> he, he's shown in bad matchups that he's he's still going to get at least all, like as close to 100 yards as possible. So. Yeah, no, I, I I think Jefferson is absolutely you're starting him every week, no matter what. Now Thielen is one. He, I mean, he's put up the numbers enough that you're that he on paper looks like you start him every week. But I maybe a little concern in this one where it might be a tougher week for him. Yeah, and uh, the just to touch on your on your note about the playoff schedule for Kirk Cousins. It is a bit of a tougher playoff schedule. You're looking at Chicago, the Rams, and Green Bay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is he is a guy that you can definitely put into your lineups up until playoffs. But I think when playoff time comes around, you want to make sure that you have another option. All right, well, let's move over to the San Francisco side of the ball because I have absolutely no arguments to anything you said about Minnesota. <laughs> um, looking at uh, San Francisco, Minnesota is allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback. 11th most points to the running back, second most points to the wide receiver, 28th most points to the tight end. And they're also allowing the fifth most rush yards to the quarterback. But again, don't think that like, this is, <laughs> this is like the, the, the matchup you don't want to see the two quarterbacks ever run. So, and uh, yeah, and Minnesota is also allowing the third most receiving yards to the wide receiver. So. Yeah. I, I'd question whether or not Garoppolo even has legs. I this... don't think, uh, I don't think I've seen him run out of the pocket ever. <laughs> the, the last time you saw him run out of the pocket, he tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah. Because he no, tried to no, stay in bounds. No. Yeah, no, I, this is kind of ironic for me with this matchup because I actually traded in a Superflex League. I just traded Kirk Cousins, sadly. Uh, but um, I'm okay at quarterback, and I got Garoppolo back in the deal. Um, Garoppolo, actually, the uh, on the opposite of Cousins, has an amazing playoff schedule. And I remember early in the season, everybody was saying, Trey Lance's playoff schedule is so good. And I was like, well... It's actually looking like it's Garoppolo's playoff schedule, <laughs> but um, not that he's going to put up 30 fantasy yeah. points a game. That's not going to happen. But in a super flex, he gives you some stability as uh, as your second quarterback in that kind of 15 to 20 range, which is actually pretty valuable. So um, I have Justin Fields too, and I'd rather put Garoppolo out there 90% of the time. <laughs> I know Fields can get me 30, but he can also get me minus two. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Um, anyways, uh, Garoppolo is, I think, a good option as super flex, but I don't, even in the, a good matchup, you're not playing him as a QP1. Um, and uh, the running back situation is crazy. I saw Mitchell's uh, practicing or going to practice. So that's uh, Jeff Wilson didn't look great last week. Um, okay, so- but in his defense, he should have had a touchdown. Garoppolo missed him so badly. <laughs> that's right. So badly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I mean, just statistically, I, I don't think his yards per carry no, was very good. It wasn't. Um, um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if Mitchell's out, I I would have no problem starting Jeff Wilson again. Um, absolutely. Uh, and then wide receiver-wise, I mean, I don't even want to talk about him. He's been so good. But Debo is the greatest thing to happen to football uh, this year. <laughs> And uh, he's completely matchup proof, and I don't know why he wouldn't play him. And and Ayuk is uh, finally doing what we all thought he was going to do. And uh, I think he's a he's an absolute start here too. They both look uh, they look great, and it looks like there's enough passing to go around. I mean, it was maybe sacrificing Kittle a bit to do it, but uh, um, he's got the tougher matchup. But once again, you're playing Kittle too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that I think it ends there. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on all of those uh, on all of those topics. Um, it, like regardless of Kittle having a tougher matchup and IU taking away from Kittle, it it's still to me because tight ends suck. It's he's still you're still gonna put him in regardless. Yeah. So he he's one of the funnest football players to watch. Yeah, he is just he he's like Gronk was in his early days when he just runs through people and he just he'll jump up and catch the craziest ball even though he's gonna get just destroyed on the hit. He doesn't care. Yeah, he is pretty awesome. All right, let's uh, let's go to the next matchup, which is the Rams versus the Packers. Uh, looking at green, uh, looking at the Rams side of the ball, the Packers are allowing the twenty fourth most points to the quarterback, the twenty third most points to the running back, the twenty fourth most points to the wide receiver, and the nineteenth most points to the tight end. Uh, green Bay, man, I keep bringing this stat up, but it's so irrelevant this week so far. Like the, just to how much like certain teams are allowing rush yards to the quarterback. This is another one you're just you're not going to see Stafford ever him go over the line of scrimmage, never. So no. I I mean I'm I'm looking to go away from Stafford this week. Um, Henderson, he's he's an okay start because you, if you've got him, he's probably your RB two. You're probably putting him in your lineup anyways. Um, and then Cup is an every week start. Woods being out, I'm still waiting to see what happens with OBJ. Um, and then beyond that, I'm never starting Tyler Higby again because I severely dislike him. So uh, I've been down that road too, brother. He, I, I, I don't think you were on the show the when I said this, but I, I declared that for the rest of the season, Tyler Higby was going to be my tight end set. And I even made him my tight end set last week when he was on bye. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just gonna say I actually um even though Stafford's, you know, a top eight quarterback in most formats, I uh spoiler for my sit later. Um, <laughs> I uh I uh I, I yeah, he's he's looked a little off lately and um I in that matchup, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a bad week for him. And um we'll see what happens. You know what I think it is? Remember when they played the Seahawks when Russell hurt his finger? Yeah. Stafford hurt his finger in that game too. That's right. I don't think it was as severe as what happened with Russ, but I think he's had finger issues in the past. Yeah. And just with the like the drop in accuracy Stafford's had since those that game, I think he might still be 
suffering from that injury a little bit. Didn't he have a, um, uh, a finger injury in the preseason too? Or in camp? Dude, like, he, he had like a finger injury in the preseason or camp. He had a finger injury last year. He had a finger yeah. injury years before. Like it's it, it he's he's one of those guys that he's he's got like a lot of extension on his arm when he throws, like on yeah. his follow through. He hits a lot of helmets. Yeah. So um yeah, that's 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 the concern for me is just that the accuracy isn't there. So I I don't think it matters too much for like Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is a lot of those intermediate short routes where he does a lot after the catch. So but uh, yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with you on Beckham too. I'm 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 not touching that this week. Yeah, I I want to I want to so bad, but it, I just you you got to show me first, you know. So, all right, well let's look at the Green Bay side of the ball. The Rams are allowing the 25th most points to the quarterback, the 21st most points to the running back, the 19th most points to the wide receiver, and the 10th most points to the tight end. You're starting Rodgers if you got him, regardless of the toe injury. You might want to keep an eye on it just in case for some surprise reason he doesn't start this week. Um, I I don't think A.J. Dillon went off last week. How did he do last week? I'm trying to remember. Not not that well. Yeah, I don't think he went off that, that much last week. Um, I don't think this is going to be another one of those weeks where you expect him to go off again. Because the Rams actually have a pretty decent defense against the run, and this was this was prior to them going and getting Von Miller. I know Von Miller is a pass rusher, but I, I feel like you get you let Aaron Donald concentrate that much more on stopping the run and those other guys as well. Um, it's going to create problems for the running game against any team they play. So Dylan, to me, isn't a start this week. You, you're starting Adams because you start Adams every week. But I'm not comfortable really with any of the other wide receivers, and tight end is non-existent on that team. So, no, and I know uh, MVS was a popular waiver uh, conversation this week. I didn't touch that at all, no. <laughs> and uh, I've I've bought into MVS waiver wire hype before, and uh, I won't be doing that. I didn't do that this week, and I I don't think uh, there's anything there. Um, you're right. Start Adams, absolutely, obviously. Um, Aaron Jones did practice. Did he? Uh, as well. So there's a chance. I mean, I, I'd say it's an outside chance, but it was a one to two week injury. So I thought um, it was a two to three. Like that's surprising that he practiced. No, they, they said one to two. Oh, wow. And they, yeah, he practiced today. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, even if Aaron Jones is back, I think they still try and limit him. Um, so yeah. I, I think you'll still see more of Dylan. And I don't think it's a matchup that you really want to play. A running back again in any ways so nope <laughs> all right let's go on to cleveland against baltimore um just looking at the cleveland side of the ball baltimore is allowing the eighth most points to the quarterback 18th most points to the running back 13th most points to the wide receiver fifth most points to the tight end baltimore is also allowing the third most pass yards and they're also allowing the fourth most receiving yards to the tight end it's funny, you know, looking at the numbers, it makes you think that Baker Mayfield's a start. You're reading my mind here, man. I know exactly what you're going to say. You're looking at the numbers and you think and it makes you think that Baker Mayfield's a start, but you're not touching it at all, right? No. Yeah. I'd rather put me on the field in this matchup. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I just, yeah, Baltimore's defense has definitely been, um, you know, pretty rough in a lot of areas, but uh, they're... Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't trust, I don't trust Baker against really almost anybody. So I wouldn't need, even in a two QB league, I'd rather have another option. Um, especially with, I mean, he's lost some weapons too. Um, obviously good matchup for, this could be in a Joku game. Um, uh, I, I've been down that road before and it hasn't panned out. So who knows, but it uh, could be could even be a Hooper and Joku game. So it could be a double tight end game, um, especially with the receiving core there. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if people Jones is going to play this week. Um, I don't know. I didn't look at the practice reports on him cause I really could care less, but, uh, <laughs> uh, if he plays or not, but, uh, I do think tight ends are an option. Obviously Nick Chubb's an option and it sounds like Hunt's going to have a, he says he's going to play. So it sounds like uh, Kareem Hunt's returning and they designated him. So, um, I, I would play both those guys. Yeah. Chubb and Hunt are great starts this week. I uh, people's Jones didn't practice on Wednesday. Just yeah, I didn't think that. so. So he's not. I don't think he's going to be playing this week. Um, I and I think just based on that, what you said about it being a Hooper and Joku game, I think that's spot on. I think you could see both those guys have pretty good outings this week. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't. I the, everything you said is pretty much bang on. In, in, yeah, and Landry didn't practice either. I don't think so. Yeah, Landry is also questionable going into this matchup. So. And it's that's gross. It's a knee. It's a knee injury too. So it's not like it's, hey, we'll tape your ankle up or hey, you know what? That contusion that you have on your forearm, that's okay. You can play through that. Like this is, yeah, that's taken way too much like away from a wide receiver when it's a knee injury. Knees and hamstrings are just terrible injuries for wide receivers. So yeah, and then Landry's had a lot of injuries. So yeah. All right. Um, now, looking at the Baltimore side of the ball, Cleveland's allowing the 12th most points to the quarterback, the 14th most points to the running back, 17th most points to the wide receiver, and 15th most points to the tight end. Well, it looks like it looks like Lamar is going to play. I mean, he's back at practice today, and um, it was interesting to see him not play. And I can't believe they actually got they got the win and everything. And uh, I saw the interview with Huntley after the game, and even he looked like he did he did not think he was going to lead them to a win. <laughs> But uh, it was actually a fairly fun game to watch. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, Lamar, you're playing. Mark Andrews, you're playing. It's a mediocre matchup, but Andrews looks great. Um, the running backs really were the big questions are, I guess, with, um, you know, whether or not it's, uh, yeah, who it's going to be this week, right? Because, you know, Murray's healthy. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a gamble. And Freeman's looked good uh, fantasy-wise. His numbers have been pretty good for a few weeks now, so. Um, it's hard to argue that he's not, I don't know. <laughs> I have troubles getting on board with Freeman. Uh, he's showing that elusiveness that he had in Atlanta. Yeah. It looks like he's coming back to those days. I mean, maybe not quite when he was like, I mean, he had some finishes as like the RB two and stuff like, yeah. uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, and then, uh, uh, Bateman's, uh, I think Bateman's worked in, worked as well way into, uh, into a start almost every week. Uh, I trust him, especially with Lamar coming back. And uh, and if Hollywood plays, you're playing Hollywood. Yeah. The, the thing I really like about Bateman is just the fact, and I've said it before, is he is that prototypical number one wide receiver that when you have a quarterback that is not the most accurate quarterback, that's not as good as throwing guys open as, say, for like an Aaron Rodgers or something like that, right? Where Lamar is... Lamar is an athlete play like he is an athlete that is a very good quarterback as well, but he's not the most accurate quarterback. So yeah. you need you need those guys, those big guys like Mark Andrews. You need those big guys like Bateman. Uh, Bateman to me is he's gonna be their number one wide receiver going 
going forward. So all right, there's, I, I agree, no doubt. So yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Brown Hollywood's been as good as he's been with exactly what you're saying with Lamar's accuracy issues. But uh, it's it's a roll of the dice when you've got those when you've got those deep down the field kind of guys. Like th- think about when Ted Ginn was a top <laughs> twenty wide receiver a couple of years. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. It, Ted Ginn, Deshaun Jackson, like if they can catch two thirds of the balls that they're being thrown 40 yards down the field, like you're talking about a guy being a number one wide receiver on the week, probably a half the time. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to the last matchup of the week, which is Seattle against Washington. Looking at the Seattle side of the ball, Washington's allowing the most points to the quarterback, the 16th most points to the running back, the fifth most points to the wide receiver, and the 16th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fourth most pass yards to the quarterback and the fourth most receiving yards to the wide receiver. Oh, man. It's funny because it sounds like uh, on paper, you're like, oh, this could be a fun game to watch. Mayfield situation again? Yeah. (laughs) I just think this game in general is going to be so gross. Um, uh, I mean, if you're going to start Russell, this is the week to do it. Um, I have Russ. I'm I'm not. I don't want to start him. Uh, no, if you have another option, like there's a lot of guys I'd start over him still, but I mean, it depends if you, if you have Russell in most cases and he wasn't dropped and you got him off waivers because somebody dropped him, then you probably have to start him. But I'd start cousins, um, cam. There's a lot of guys I'd start over, uh, over Russ this week, but I still think he's a decent fantasy option based on the matchup. And he, uh, you know what, the finger looks like it's bothering him and maybe it's going to bother him all year, but Maybe this little extra rest will uh, help him out. I don't know. But um, I'd be nervous starting him. Um, it's a great matchup at the wide receiver spot too, but Metcalf's looked uh, looked pretty rough. Uh, Lockett looked pretty good last week. I mean, I think he only had four catches, but he was over 100 yards. Um, kind of a Tyler Lockett-esque line. Um, <laughs> four for four for 125 or something. <laughs> but uh, Four for five for 115. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... That's a good. You were pretty. Good, you were very, classic, very close. That's a classic Tyler Lockett line, except that he didn't catch every pass, which he usually does. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, Lockett's a D. Lockett's a flex. I don't think he's a starting wide receiver. I just it's hard to trust that uh, Russ and I mean Russ and DK don't look on the same page at all. So, um, but it's a tough spot. You're probably starting DK in most leagues. I, 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 I think Lockett's a better play than than Metcalf right now, personally, but. Um, uh, you're not starting any tight end on Seattle, I don't think, um, unless you think Jared Gerald Everett's the guy they thought he was coming out of college, but I don't. Um, yeah, anyways, that's <laughs> that's about it there. And I wouldn't start either defense. Maybe maybe Seattle's in a pinch, but yeah, not a good spot. I yeah. think it's gonna be gross this game. I do. I, I could not agree more. And this is a this is the Monday nighter, isn't it? Yes. Oh, in prime time too. I I don't want to watch this game at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I so many. There's so many things that are just sitting there. That it's just like it it it's really tempting me to start Wilson this week, but again, it's it's same thing to me as the OBJ situation. It's just show me first kind of thing. Like I just he was in a good matchup prior to this, and he did nothing. And that offense looks awful. 
Yeah, there's no doubt he looks off. The running game wasn't working last week. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. I don't a, even know who to go he's for. A bold call. Yeah, like you can, you like even at running back, like you can go out as Collins, but like DJ Dallas was more effective last week. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's not it, it's not it doesn't give me much confidence. But yeah, I agree with you on Tyler Lockett. I'm I, I'd start Tyler Lockett, Metcalf. I I mean, once you go from. Geno Smith back to Russell Wilson. I think that can screw up anybody's relationship. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's probably about it. I'm, I was so big on Everett coming out of college too. And when he was with the Rams and I was like, yeah, he's going to be awesome. This is going to be, this is going to be that next good tight end that you see come in and then, and then just goes right up. And then he's in that top like five tight ends in the league for fantasy. And he's not done anything near that. So. All right, well, let's look at the Washington side of the ball now that we've gotten all I our... guess if we have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just depressing me, this matchup. <laughs> um, Seattle's allowing the 20th most points to the quarterback, the third most points to the running back, the 23rd most points to the wide receiver, the 12th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fourth most pass yards, and they're allowing the most receiving yards to the running back. All of these stats for both teams are saying there should be so much fantasy relevance in this matchup, but I'm not excited about this at all. Nope, no. You know what I'd be excited for is if Ryan Fitzpatrick was rolling out there on Monday Night Football <laughs> to light up the Seahawks, but uh, he's uh, he is not. <laughs> and uh, I don't, yeah, I think it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be, I mean, uh, probably be some turnovers and some ugliness for sure. Um yeah, you're right, though. It's like on paper, when you read through it, you think about the stats and you go, wow, start them all. But, uh, I, I mean, Gibson's a good start. Um, he's, like, better of late. I think he's uh, I think he's good to go. McKissick is, uh, uh, should be a good start. I mean, Seattle allows the most uh, receiving yards to running backs. So, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> on paper a good start. I'm actually starting McKissick in one league, too, because of injuries and everything. And, I mean, with that stat line, it should mean uh, some good points for him. He's good at that, so. Um, so he's, he's, he's a flex option for sure. Um, he's better in those matchups where the game script, uh, they're down a lot and they got to chase, but, uh, and then he gets his like 15 targets, but, uh, I don't think they'll be down a lot in this one. It's going to be pretty close and pretty ugly. Yeah. I could not agree more on everything you said. Um, oh, last thing to add though, Logan Thomas coming back and, uh, do you, uh, I he, almost he, don't want him to, like, I've liked Ricky Seals Jones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Thomas is going to come back, and I mean, they paid him. He's going to be getting the work. Yeah, that's it's slightly disappointing, but hopefully they go to two tight end sets. But we'll see. I, neither one of them are are naturally a tight end. Like you're looking at a converted quarterback and a converted wide receiver. So yeah, two tight end sets. Usually, you want one of them that can block. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's definitely the knock on Thomas. So I, yeah, yeah I don't know. There was, uh, I heard a lot of talk about people smash starting him again right away and everything. And I don't know. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that does it for matchups. So let's move into start and sit. All right. So for my quarterback start of the week, I have Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's got a really good matchup this week. Um, there's a lot of fantasy points allowed pretty much to every position. And I think that just benefits the fact that it, you want to, you want to try and find a quarterback in those types of matchups. So um, Trevor Lawrence going against Atlanta, it's probably going to be a lot of points on both sides. Um, but yeah, I think he's a great start this week. 
Um, going into Graham's start of the week, we've talked about him already. Um, Kirk Cousins, he's a good start this week, plus matchup. He's looked like a good start pretty much every week. So, Yeah, we talked about that earlier. I think he's Cousins is poised for a big one. Lawrence is, uh, I mean, looks bold on the surface because it's Trevor Lawrence, but uh, I agree, good matchup. And I went with uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, That's bold. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing the Jets, so we'll see. I uh, I got a little faith in Tyrod. I think he's going to show up. And, uh, uh, I mean, Zach Wilson's coming back out there, and Zach Wilson looks awful. So, uh, I think uh, – I think And it, it has to be Zach Wilson because the other two are in COVID protocol. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Flacco's not vaccinated, so. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so he's out for a while. So, um, that's good news, though. I really don't need to see Joe Flacco. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I think Tyrod against the Jets. I'm betting on. I'm betting on the Texans in this one. Right. Um, Go ahead. Who's, who do you got sitting? Yeah, so uh, I actually alluded to it earlier. Uh, uh, my set of the week is Matt Stafford. Um, he's a top end quarterback in in most form, in all formats. But uh, this is a sit this week. I think it's going to be a rough one for Staff. And I think is like we talked about it earlier. I think. I think he's got uh, some lingering injuries that are affecting him. Um, Graham sit for the week. He had uh, Ryan Tannehill, which is 100% correct. Um, a lot of his weapons are out. He's uh, his best. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't think A.J. Brown, he's not looking great, and uh, he doesn't have a lot to throw to. So he's going to need to run a lot, and uh, I think it's going to be a rough one. Yeah. And I have, uh, I have Derek Carr. I'm sitting car this week. Um, just not not the greatest matchup. I'm not suited. Like I, I remember the beginning of the season when everybody was like, "Yeah, Derek Carr is so great. Like this is awesome." Um, I mean, they're against Dallas. Dallas is allowing the 26 most points to the quarterback, and they are creating quite a few turnovers. So I, I think it's just it's not a good start. Um, it, there's much better guys. Like, there's a lot better quarterbacks to find on the waiver wire. And I mean, we've mentioned three of their names to stream this week over Carr. So, isn't uh, isn't doesn't Derek Carr? Isn't he the MVP after the first four weeks of the season every year? Every year, and then he like breaks his leg or something. Yeah, every year, and then everybody realizes he's Derek Carr, and and it slows right down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my running back start of the week, and it goes. It. I, I wanted to make sure that I got both guys in for my start and then my my bold prediction so i i put david johnson in as my starter this week uh, my running back start of the week like it's a great matchup against the jets don't really need to say much more than that they're allowing a lot of uh, the they're allowing the seventh most points uh, sorry the most points to the running back and they're allowing the third most rush yards to the running back and the third most receiving yards to the running back David Johnson is a good receiving back. Rex Burkhead's pretty decent too, but I think there's just there's so much there that you're going to see both of them be relevant. Johnson had f- over 50% of the snaps last week, and then Burkhead was at 47 or 46 or something like that. Both are good numbers for them to be relevant this week. So, And Graham's start is Ty Johnson for the Jets. On the other side of the ball, which I... I mean, seventh most points of the running back, so I think that's a good start too. Because Michael Carter's out this week, and I, they're not going to use Tevin Coleman. So, <laughs> just wait. It's exactly what they're going to do now. It does seem like a very Jets thing to do. Though. Yeah, so exactly. Tevin Coleman. Everybody thinks they're 
everybody thinks they're not going to use Tevin Coleman, so that's exactly what they'll do. I mean, Ty Johnson's a he had a big week a little bit ago, and he's a good receiving back, so I think he's the safer play for sure. And uh, well, I don't think he's going to have a huge game. Um, he's he should be enough, especially PPR. He'll get enough looks. Um, uh, my start of the week, I went with Melvin Gordon. Um, I, I think once again, I think he's going to get 50% of the work and I think it's going to work out for at least, uh, you know, kind of that 12 to 20 point range. And, uh, I think he's a good start. Um, we can jump into sits right away. I'll, uh, I'll touch on mine first. Uh, I went with Damian Harris. Um, uh, not a bad matchup for running backs actually this week, but, uh, uh, cause he's playing Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got Tennessee. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I, I I'm a, I love Ramondre after watching him for a few weeks. I know he was a he was a fourth round pick, so that, I mean draft capital for a running back is fourth rounds decent and uh, it's an investment. So I think they like him a lot, and uh, I don't know what their split was this past week, but it looked pretty even. I watched a lot of the game, and uh, they both look good. So I think I think his challenge is just going to be playing time, and I think he was limited again to start the week this week. So he's not. I don't think he's at a hundred percent. And um, he does. Stevenson looks good. Class, so. Yeah. Um, Graham's uh, sit of the week was Miles Gaskin, which was going to be my, that was going to be my, that was going to be my sit of the week until I saw that he was Graham's sit of the week. So um, I'm just seeing this now that it's his sit of the week. And I'm like, what? He sat Gaskin. He always starts them. I know. Right. What happens when you get fed up with a player? I don't know. (laughs) Just, 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 it's completely personal for him. That's why he's sitting Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My sit is Leonard Fournette. Terrible matchup against the Colts. Colts are very good against the running back. He's not, he's going to disappoint you if if he's in your starting lineup this week. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Um, my, I, I went back and forth on who I was going to start at wide receiver this week. I ended up going with Nelson Aguilar because I feel like Jacoby Myers is the more obvious pick for wide receiver on the Patriots, and I want it to be a lot less obvious. Um, so I just good matchup against the Titans. Titans are allowing the most points to the wide receiver. So, Makai, uh, sorry, <laughs> combining Jacoby Myers like names together and Makai's. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, he's gonna get he's gonna get his points, but I think Aguilar is just gonna he's gonna be there as well. He was he was more effective last week too than Myers. So, um, and then Graham's start of the week is my guy Brandon Ayuk. So, I mean it's it's a good start against the against the Vikings. Their secondary is so hurt. Like yeah, yeah. I actually like I like both those starts. I started Ayuk last week in a couple leagues. Um, uh, mostly due to injuries in that, and just with the hope and a prayer that I, I do believe in his talent. So, um, I wanted to uh, see what happened, and it paid off. I like Aguilar too, because I mean, the nice thing about him compared to Myers is he's he's the touchdown big play guy, right? Yeah. And Myers is the literally the opposite of touchdown and big play guy. So, um, it's uh, PPR wise, Myers is generally a, a safer play, but Aguilar brings a lot more luster and fun. So, I uh, I like that. Um, and I, my start of the week is Darnell Mooney. Um, I started start. him in a couple, couple weeks, uh, a couple matches last week, and that obviously paid off with uh, him making Andy Dalton look good with like a little dump off that he takes for seventy yards. To <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, he, we all—I mean, I think a lot of people knew there's a lot of talent in this guy, and um, he started to look good. Robinson didn't practice again today, um, so I think it's uh, it's his world, and uh, he's starting to run with it. 
I think Robinson is just trying to make sure they don't franchise tag him next year. So that's why he's playing <laughs> so badly. <laughs> yeah, I do not think he will be a Chicago Bear next year. No. Um, into the sits of the week, uh, I threw uh, my boy Odell Beckham in there. Um, he pairs up well with my sit of the week at quarterback with Stafford. So, um, uh, you know, Beckham's a talented guy. I think we all know that. But yeah. uh, he's, um, yeah, we'll see how much he gets on the field and how much they change the playbook to fit him and, and all that. But, I, yeah, it's kind of a wait and see with him. He could show us something in the next couple of weeks, but I don't think it's going to be yet. Um, Graham's sit of the week was Jerry Judy, and I, I actually uh, was going to put all Broncos receivers as my sit. Uh, until I saw what Liam and Graham had put. So <laughs> I felt like it wouldn't really make much sense to go Tim Patrick. So uh, I <laughs> it would have been funny. It would yeah, be yeah, great. I know, right? Yeah, I was thinking of just blanketing them. But um, it would have yeah, been great for just Judy a sit section. Just the, and now brought to you like the, the, the Denver Broncos don't start them section. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much what this is. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we alluded to it. My sit is Court and Sutton, so. I mean, not much to touch on that. It's it's bad matchups. So, and he's not playing well right now, anyway. No, he well, he here's the thing. He is playing well, but his quarterback sucks so much. Like he's like <laughs> first in air yards in the league, but it I, I think it was something like sixty four percent of his passes that have been thrown to him are uncatchable. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Teddy is not not what we would call good. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers next year. So, um, looking at the tight end starts of the week, I chose Evan Ingram, who would have been my buy if you had put him at top five tight end yesterday. But apparently, I thought that uh, Goddard was playing against his own team on defense. So, but yeah, it's it's a great matchup for the tight end for for the uh, Giants against the Eagles. So. Um, Graham's start at tight end was Noah Fant, which is also another great matchup. Chargers are allowing the second most points to the tight end, so Fant's, Fant's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and, but the way and with us saying we're going to sit all the Denver receivers, um, those targets got to go somewhere, and they're probably going to go to Fant. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think those are good calls, and I went with uh, the Muth. Pat Fryermuth. Uh Ebron's not going to play this week, so uh, I think uh, I think Pat's going to feast. I, uh, Ebron's probably going undergoing surgery. He's probably going to be out for the rest of the year. So yeah, yeah. No, I th- I, that's a good good point. I think touch to touch on that. I mean, Ebron was. I think he was the tight end eleven this past week. So clearly, you know, let's just take those points and throw them at Pat. And uh, I think Fryermuth. Uh, he he's got an absolute role in the offense. They're throwing the ball to him. They like him in the red zone. Um, I, uh, I have no problem starting him for the foreseeable future. I think he could be a league winner. He's yeah, some, I know he's, he's somebody, got, yeah. He's somebody that you added late in the season. He could he could definitely be like, we're talking about a tight, top five tight end for the rest of the year. So. Yeah, I 100%, 100% agree. I like him a lot. And I, I am a, um, for those, yeah, you don't know me. I, I kind of despise the Steelers for <laughs> a lot of reasons over the years, but, uh, it, it pains me to have somebody in the team that I like watching and, uh, get excited about, but, uh, I got to do it. I, as well, and I, I can't hate on Najee Harris too, cause he's amazing. Yeah, he <laughs> but, is. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so it's exciting to see these new young guys that are, uh, that are making the Steelers exciting. Um, sits of the week for tight end. Uh, I went with the conk. Tyler Conklin, um, bad matchup, and uh, is yeah, just volume. I mean, yeah, I was even nervous with uh, secondary receivers in this game. So, um, 
And like I said, you're starting Jefferson, but I, I don't think uh, I'm not touching Conklin this week. Um, and Graham's sit of the week was Jared Cook, which I think is also a good call. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, my sit of the week, who will be my like, I don't even need to explain. It's gonna be Tyler Higbee for the rest of the year. So um, defense, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore than that because he did. Nope. Yeah. Um, defensive starters of the week. I have the Carolina Panthers defense. Um, you're looking at going against Miami, who not not a great offense, and Carolina's defense is very good against every single position in fantasy. Um, I fully expect there to be at least a couple turnovers. There's going to be several sacks. You're going to have – I think that's probably an understatement, several sacks. Yeah, um, I'm with you. That offensive line hasn't looked great. Um, it's it, he, two is not going to have the time to throw to basically anyone. So um, they're they're a good start this week. And uh, th- this is so disappointing because I'm looking at this and I'm realizing that these are both of the defenses I've tried to pick up. And because I have I have the the Cardinals defense in pretty much every league I'm in. I don't want to drop them because they're a top three defense right now. Um, but I tried to go out and get Philadelphia and Carolina in every league I was in. And I did not get them anywhere. Um, Graham started Philadelphia against the Giants. And if you watch Daniel Jones play last week, whatever team he is playing any week, pick pick that defense up. Like that's it's a safe play. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny you say that because uh, I beat you out for the Eagles in uh, in a league that we do together. I mean, I threw six dollars in Fab at it, so <laughs> I deserved it. But um, uh, the Eagles are interesting because they have uh, arguably. I think they have the best, if not one of the best, playoff schedules uh, for defenses as well. Um, they get Washington twice, I think, in the playoffs. So uh, it's uh, that was a big reason why I wanted to target the Eagles this week because they were available in all my leagues. And I happen to have picked them up in all three leagues. So I'll, <laughs> I'm throwing the Eagles out there, but I held on to the Patriots in one league because they kind of looked like a league-winning defense again. Uh, and the, I want to leave. have yeah. looked great. I won a league one year on the Patriots defense, basically get putting up 30 fantasy points a game. So I, uh, I have flashbacks to that. So I'm hanging on to them, but uh, Eagles are, I think one of the best defensive starts for the rest of the season. Um, Carolina's Carolina too, hundred percent agree. I wanted them this week too. And uh, they'll be great. I went with the bears. Um, it looked like it was going to be Tim Boyle. Now it looks like it might be Jared Goff, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's gonna be bad it's gonna be deandre swift is their whole team is gonna be the answer there and we um, go well and you know what i think uh hawkinson's a decent decent enough play if golf plays but i think if Boyle's out there again i don't think uh i wouldn't be excited to start hawkinson so i think the bears might have a might have they'll get some they'll get some turnovers in this game no regardless of who's trying to throw the ball out of that backfield yeah i agree even with Mako for the rest of the year i think yeah they'll still they'll still get it so all right well let's uh let's go into bold predictions of the week um i'm just going to get graham's bold prediction out of the way because uh, <laughs> so, it's not bold <laughs> yeah. why why would you think that um Anyways, his bold prediction, I, I really hope he watches this and he sees that, um, is Javante Williams is a top 12 running back. I, if, if you were to make it bold, like what number would he have to be at for it to be bold think, in your opinion? I think with that matchup, it's got to be like top six, but I mean. Yeah, I was going to say eight. So, I mean, six is, six is bolder, obviously. 
but um, yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say six, six is definitely doable though too. So, in, especially in this matchup. So, um, who do you have as a bold prediction this week? Yeah, so uh, I went running back as well. Um, and uh, at the beginning of the season, you would have said this isn't that bold, but I think most people seeing it now would think that it is pretty bold. And I put Miles Sanders as a top eight running back. Um, uh, he got a lot of the snaps last week. He looked pretty good. I know he fumbled and lost it, but, uh, um, when he gets, I mean, and his actual stats this year, his yards per carry, I don't have in front of me, but it's good. <laughs> and he's no, it actually, is very good. He's, he's, it, yeah, he's been hyper efficient as a running back. They just, for some reason they weren't using him. He's got a really, really selfish quarterback, which, uh, which, which hurts him, um, a lot for sure. Uh, but, uh, I think, uh, I think he's, I think he's going to break off a big play for sure. At least, at least one this week. If they would just give him more than like five or six carries a game, that would be awesome. It's insane, right? It's, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> um, I went with Rex Burkhead being a top 15 running back this week. Um, it is a very good matchup for Houston's backfield against the Jets. David Johnson was my start of the week. Burkhead's going to be, he's going to be involved as well. So I think both of them definitely could. I think both of them could be in the top fifteen. Honestly, I love how Liam's projecting the Texans and Jets matchup to be just a high-scoring affair. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I hope it is, man. I don't think it's going to be high-scoring points-wise, but I think it's going to be high-scoring for fantasy, especially in the running back position. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, when I heard Zach Wilson was starting, I, a little part of me was like, if I don't get the Eagles. And on waivers, I'm going to grab the Texans' defense, as bad as that sounds. I I have also made that contemplation, <laughs> but I I honestly do not have the stomach for it. Yeah, it was going to be a wild ride if I had to do it, but luckily I'm avoiding that. I might do it in DFS though. We'll see because I I haven't looked, but I'm sure they'll cost nothing. And it's I a good it. DFS play. Oh yeah, I use that money to for running backs and wide receivers or whatever. So also, don't start Russell Wilson in DFS because he's probably still going to be like eight thousand dollars and. Uh, it's, he will not yeah. be worth that. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. Um, thank you for listening. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can also catch us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will be back again next week. If you want to ask any questions, you can always uh, just give us a shout by email at potbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. All right. Well, thanks and have yourself a good night and good luck to everybody this weekend. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Good luck with the early. Don't forget to set your lineups for the early week. Yeah. Thanksgiving Thursday with uh, all the games on the slate there. Absolutely. All right. Good night. Night.